Hi, I'm Liz Cully, and welcome back to Cool, Cool, Cool. Each week, I give you a glimpse into what I think is cool and chat with a ton of people that are definitely cool. No topic is off bounds unless, I guess, it's not cool. Welcome to Cool, Cool, Cool. Oh my God, welcome to Cool, Cool, Cool. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that we met on the interwebs. Me too. I like had been following you in your podcast for a while and we started ours and I was like, okay, once we get ours going and up and running, I want to do a podcast exchange so I can like meet you in real life. Oh God. <laughs> I'm so sorry to disappoint you immediately. <laughs> oh God, stop. Um, wait, from scissoring or from cool, cool, cool? From cool, cool, cool. Love it. Love it. Just me, myself, and I. Just kidding. <laughs> Podcast exchange. That's swapity swaps. Swapity swap. Everybody feels good. Yeah. You know it's what like I mean? Tid, what is it? Quid pro quo or tit for tat or whatever. Think quid pro quo is when you try to fuck someone at work. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> on the, on one of the reasons why I know that is because I've obviously done a lot of corporate training, <laughs> but I was reading this wild story about L.A. Reid and what a piece of shit he is. Anyway. Wait, who? L.A. Reid. He started um, a small record label called The Face. I'm deep into R&B, like okay. rap, everything. Yeah. And I was reading about this woman named Robin who was actually the one who put the Method Man, Mary J. Blige song together like their big huge hit back in the day and then she talked about how she sued la reed for assault and sexual harassment mm. anyway oh. times <laughs> not to like get weird and dark and they talked about quid pro quo quid 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 quit yeah quid just gonna, pro quo just gonna have a stroke i feel like michael scott sometimes where i like very confidently say things that like don't make any sense the other day i was saying um sunken cost fallacy but instead i said sunk or sunk cost fallacy but instead i said sunken ship fallacy i prefer that thank you i don't know what any of it means cool but um. it sounds like better i love a shipwreck yeah i know it's like titanic vibes it's when you put like a certain amount of time in something and you feel afraid to leave it because you've devoted so much time to it basically or devoted so much money <laughs> into it mm. How funny you bring that up as we record this podcast. Oh, oh. <laughs> Kill me now. Um. Well, that's why like sunken ship. Oh, oh. Yes, yeah, sunken ship syndrome. It makes sense is it. to me because I was like, well, you put a lot of money in a ship and then one day it sinks. And Better to have friends with boats. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it. Um, <laughs> where are you from? I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, See, I heard it's a great town. Yeah, I don't go there. Um, really? <laughs> Isn't St. Louis, Missouri, a gr like where young people are moving now? I don't know if it is. It's because it's cheaper. I think. Um, right. I St. Louis is known for being like, what high school did you go to? And so a lot of it's hard to meet new people in St. Louis. It's okay. Like the dating pool is especially small. Small. A lot of people from my high school have ended up marrying each other. What do they feel about you being a like sex expert? I don't know. I think some of my guy friends are like, she's not, when I tell stories about guys and like what not to do, they're like, she's not talking about us, right? Which I, I like to like, I like that they evaluate themselves. That's good. But overall, they're all really supportive. It's more my parents that I have to deal with. What are your, I was thinking about that. I was looking at your website and your content and I was like, hmm, I wonder 
what her parents think about, especially now that I know St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. What, what do your parents think about it? Disappointed. Oh, really? <laughs> well, so my dad is kind of like in the conservative, like politician space. Is he a politician? He is a lawyer who is like a U.S. attorney under Trump. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So we don't see eye to eye Wait. on a lot. Whoa. <laughs> like, is he working on, on his case now or his many cases? Not, not now. Not that the Trump presidency is over. That means like my dad's position was like transferred. <laughs> but when he was that position and I was in St. Louis, I would like go to lead protests against him. <laughs> Okay, and, and then be like, can you drive me home after this? Because I don't have a car. Would he drive you home? He would. It was like that's really cool. awkward. But yeah, overall. Wow. That's OK. So, OK. And then. Wow. Yeah. Does, does he has he watched your content? He doesn't. It's like he's the monkey with the like hands over his ears and yeah. eyes. Like he doesn't want to see or hear anything about it, which it's like that's I get it. That's totally fine. My mom's a little more supportive. Yeah. Yeah. I force her to like, if I have a brand partnership or something, I'll be like, comment on it. Like, you know, oh and she's God. like, I'm commenting on these. <laughs> oh, wait, do your mom has Instagram? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. Lord. See, I'm so old. Thank God my mom doesn't. My mom has what she calls face. Wait, no, no. What? Snap, click, and face click. Great. I'm like, no, it's Snapchat and Facebook. <laughs> and honestly, nobody's on fa Snapchat. So. Have a fucking feel. Everyone day on, on there. Facebook is falling for like random AI that they I saw this picture on Facebook the other day. I got on for a random reason. And it was like Natalie Portman, Scarlett Johansson and Jennifer Lawrence and like the most obviously photoshopped picture of them in a field together, like holding hands or something. And people were dead serious coming on it. Like they're so beautiful. Like I'm so happy they're friends. I'm like, man, this is happening on Facebook. Stark. Well, the whole Taylor Swift just had a horrible, oh you know, deep fake that went around X. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would like someone to deep fake me on a hotter body <laughs> and feel free to share that around. If everyone thought <laughs> that I was five years younger and 20 pounds thinner, I'd be fucking jazzed, actually. One, you're gorgeous. Thanks. No, I wasn't fishing. I was being serious. But you know but, what I mean? I'm like, whatever. Perception is reality. But you know? two, I would like someone to like break in and like leak my nudes from a few years ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like that would be a big confidence booster. And I don't want to do it myself because mm. I don't want to seem like, I don't know. Like you released your nudes. Yeah. But like if other people want to do them for me. Yeah. Like, I did a lot of really... And you might be too young, but maybe not. Like sketch model mayhem modeling. What's is this that? anything no, resonating I've never with heard you? Of it. This is for my 2000s girls. Model <laughs> mayhem was a very MySpace adjacent modeling website. It's basically you would post your pictures on there and photographers could contact you. And sometimes it was super legit. Like I did a Citibank commercial from Model Mayhem what? that was in every magazine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I made thousands of dollars on it. It was great. I was like running in a field. Wonderful. I also did a lot of what my wife calls my um, nymph fairy <laughs> photos where it's like me and crazy makeup with like applique um, flowers on my body with like crazy backgrounds like this, like in between ferns. It's nuts. And I'm basically naked. And they're all over the internet. Were those like, like when you said the 
other one was legit was this like not legit guys mm, trying definitely to get not girls. Legit. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 mm. no, no. I mean, one guy was really good. He lived in the Silicon Valley. I think he like worked at Google or something and this was his hobby. But I never did anything like too like leaning towards kind of pornography. But I think that a lot of people did. Gotcha. Yeah. This you getting discovered, though, for the commercial is like living out my fantasy of like, I feel like every girl in middle school felt like they would walk through the mall and get discovered. Oh, my God. I, I was like dead set. I would just like walk back and forth from PacSun to, you know, <laughs> Limited 2. and was like, <laughs> they're going to find me one of these days. And here we are. Is that why you moved to Los Angeles for like modeling acting? Oh, no. Um, but that is very flattering for you to say. Um, I moved here for writing. I was a writer on a few shows I worked on like Big Shot with uh, on Disney Plus. And yep. then I was a writer's assistant on Harley Quinn, They're, like the animated show yeah. on HBO Max. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. And is that do you want to continue write like that sort of TV writing or do you want to focus more on your like sexual wellness? Yeah, I journey definitely want to continue if one of my amazing female friends sells the show. Um, <laughs> as you know, television can be a little toxic yeah. and a little male dominated. So I took a break after the last season of a show I was on because I was like, I need to try something else. I know. It's so f I was talking to Britt Marling. Okay. Who's a gangster. Do you know who that is? I don't think so. She wrote and created the OA and <gasps> also most recently Murder at the End of the World. I loved the OA. I was like on the bandwagon, like protesting, like bring it back. So she's like the beautiful blonde in it, but she oh. wrote, directed. I mean, she's a genius. Yeah. And um, you should watch Murder at the End of the World. It's really, 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 like really good. Um. And she and I were chatting during Emmy's weekend. And I was like, dude, you're like a low-key genius. And I'm like, it's so incredible because you're doing sci-fi and sort of yeah. what I call like, it's like as scary as I can get with television. And gotcha. Film. Like, yeah. I don't really want to go like Saw or like these hills have eyes. I think that's what it's called. I'm not interested. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. Oh, great. Perfect. Yeah. I was like, I think that's what it's called. I don't want to go that scary. Mm. Like, I don't want like clowns. I hate clowns. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Or yeah. like little kids fucking murdering each other. Like yeah, the orphan. The, the Chucky like TV series. Yeah. But her stuff is really smart and really interesting. And we were talking about <laughs> even if it's like a written and directed and starring female show, there are things that can then become like you don't realize it but like if the score is done by a man mm. totally changes the tone yeah it's like in post like whoever's doing color correction or like edit, it was really really she's like it is actually borderline impossible to have a completely female driven show truly because thing there's so many nuances in content like a song that i would pick for a certain scene might not be, I mean, it wouldn't be what you would pick. I mean, yeah. everybody has a difference there, but even down to like, sometimes with gender, it can get different. Interesting, no, right? Yeah, totally. It's super interesting. And I, yeah, that's what I want. Like that's, I, I'll go back when I, I mean, that might be like a utopia, like I, that doesn't exist in the future. I hope it gets that way, but I really want to go back when I just feel like trust it. Like I can trust the person in charge and like yeah. their vision and yeah, that, 
like they have their hands on everything. Like a project I really loved that was, I think, fully female driven for the most part was um, I May Destroy You by Michaela Cole. So good. Like one of the most life changing things. And like I've never resonated with anything like that. And I was like, I want to be able to work on something like that. Not something that like middle aged men going through like a midlife crisis are, you know. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, a tortured woman who, like, breaks this guy's heart. Again. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> okay. You know, We've yeah. seen it. <laughs> totally. Okay. Were you, did you start sort of your, like, well, explain to me kind of what your mission is. Yeah. With Vibe. Like, give me the whole. We are, Vibes Lot is, my mission is just, like, to help women and people with a vulva become as pleasure positive as possible because, especially in like my own experience and my experience with our, my friends, you know, women's orgasms aren't the most prioritized in sex if it's a heterosexual hookup. And I think because our sex education system is non-existent, especially in terms of pleasure, women aren't even really taught how to orgasm. Um, And so I had a friend who (laughs) told me about her mom was reading something on her phone and out loud she was like, what is this word? Clitoris? And like, didn't The know. mom said that? Yeah. And it just made me, oh yeah, it just, it just kind of helped fuel my mission of like, okay, we got to do this for women who don't know, maybe who women who might know, but don't realize like how they can speak up and prioritize their pleasure in the bedroom. So that's the full mission of Vibesla is just like empowering people to orgasm and not feel bad about it. Do you think a lot of women feel bad even when they do like it's taking up too much space? I think so. I think too much space and too much time. Like I just remember lying to partners in the past that I wanted to make them feel good, you know, like pretending I had had eight orgasms in one sex session. I have never had eight orgasms. <laughs> and I've never. Yeah. And, and I, I have none in that session. Even with women. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I will say it's so different. It is very different having sex with women and men. I mean, I can say because I've done it. <laughs> um, but like, I don't, some, listen, I have friends who are like, I had like four orgasms. I'm like, that sounds exhausting. But I'm also exhausted all the time. So who knows? Maybe <laughs> that's like another deeper, larger problem. But I think that's like what it, and then it, I feel like sometimes then that becomes like a whole thing, right? Where some women are like, well, I had like one orgasm. It was fine. But other people are like, oh, that like, and you're like, what? Like, yeah, it gets weirdly competitive. Yes. <laughs> it's like, we don't have to compete. We can just support. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like it, that also makes women worried about like one, what the end goal, which is something a lot of people message me. And they're like, I just can't have an orgasm because and I'm putting so much pressure on myself and my partner. Oh, well, yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, you want to focus on the ride of pleasure, not on like that end goal. And one also practice on your own to see how you actually get there to do how and how to do it with a partner because I forgot what I started talking about. <laughs> People or I, a mom said she, I asked you how you started everything. Oh my God, my ADHD then, is in full swing. Well, welcome. I'm welcome. So sorry. Just, don't be. What are you talking about? Have you ever, I listen to podcasts all the time and I'm like, what the fuck are these people talking about? And when I say these people, me, I think, you know, you know we were talking about why you started vibes yes. but then also kind of like when you started talking to your friends what you were hearing oh, yeah. or, and also your listener and your fan base yeah and women being competitive with their orgasms and 
stuff like that. Were you scared when you posted the, or what was the first post of Vibe Slut? Was it an Instagram? Was it Patreon? Was yeah. it dot com? Like, what was it? It was on TikTok, which now they like um, to censor me a little bit. But uh, is that why you talk about fucking bananas yeah, and pears and whatever else you're talking about? A hundred percent. And it's so unfortunate because I've like started censoring myself in real life where I'll be like, let me have, like, let me eat your banana, babe. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's hilarious. And I'm like, oh God, like my brain's been ruined. From TikTok? Um, well, yeah, yeah. But it, it started as just me talking about like my past dating stories on TikTok and that kind of led into more sex specific and like okay. helping other women out with how to like take control in the bedroom. But my first big one to kind of go viral was about how I got truffle buttered once and um I had to go to the hospital because I got a UTI and Bactrim the UTI medicine put me on anaphylactic into anaphylactic shock so <laughs> it kind of started as dating horror stories <laughs> that's wild yeah that was like peak COVID <laughs> Oh my God! With your current partner? No, no, this someone was else. Someone before. Oh God! Did they see the viral post about it? I don't believe so. We don't. We didn't follow each other. It's kind of just um, like a COVID hookup. Yeah, gotta, 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 gotta speak it. to them again. Kind wow. of deal. So that and you and like I sometimes. I mean, listen, I have said all sorts of things that have been documented on Great. the internet, <laughs> on audio, in video, like whatever, you know? I mean, there's tons of things that I've spoken about where even, it took me a long time, like working in audio. I mean, I've been doing this for a long, a long time and things have really shifted and mm. changed. And it's freeing. It's also can be scary or like, Ugh. but the more real I've been, the more it seems to resonate with other people. You had to have been slightly nervous or not nervous <laughs> at all to talk about going to the hospital yeah. after an incident like that. I think because it was peak COVID, I was already in a space of insanity, like in Fair my enough. mind. You know? Fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fun. It, it was it resonated with a lot of people because uh, I think Nicki Minaj led like a lot of people astray with her song Truffle Butter. Yes. Because it sounds like something people are doing and then you get down to it and it's not something you should be doing. It doesn't sound like something that one would be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it will give you a UTI. Yikes. And news. you will end up in the hospital. God, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And the anaphylactic shock. How'd you stop the anaphylactic? Like, Luckily, my friend drove me to the hospital because like not going to get an ambulance, you know, too expensive. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I just... Went into the hospital. They gave me that whole like EpiPen deal. It was also like right when COVID tests began. So they had the ones that like went up and scraped your brain. Oh, <laughs> that God. was like the worst part of it all. Um, yeah. And then I I never talked to the guy again. And I hope he's well. Uh, he was a musician. So he did on the first date show me a video of his music video he had just made and then was like singing no. to me along with his You should have known it was going to go all downhill after that. <laughs> but like, unfortunately, I've been so desensitized because of L.A. dating. Oh, God. you I mean, you were talking about how in your hometown, it's a small pool. I feel like it's a small pool in L.A. And even worse, I think, when it comes to like queer women, because then it gets even smaller. Though so I have been, uh, I went to the Silver Lake Reservoir to go on a walk with a friend. 
a lot of very cute lesbians. I did Whoa. not know. And I was like, all right, ladies. Um, there but, we go. I mean, what I like live in the suburbs now and do nothing. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, wow. Okay. And then so you then were like from this video, from kind of the responses of TikTok, I'm going to start this platform. Yeah. And then I got just more specific with what I was talking about. And it, it was kind of the audience that led me into talking about orgasms because they were okay. they were like, you have sex so often. <laughs> I'm I mean, not so often, but enough. I'm just more open about it. Sure. And they were like, will you tell us like what you're doing to get satisfied? And so that just kind of led me into all the vibe slut stuff. And the passion was just increased by different friends like messaging me as I was posting or my friend's mom not knowing about the clitoris. You That's know? <laughs> a bummer. That's a real bummer. Yeah. That makes me sad for her. I hope I've been trying to give a lot of older women in my life um, vibrators. So I hope that. How does that go? Eyes have been open pretty over pretty well, actually. I feel like if you do it behind closed doors, mm. you know, it's they want they're horny, you know, like they want to be relieved of sure. this horniness, <laughs> but they just don't want people to know about it. It's like right now it's just like being taken out in pickleball mainly. And <laughs> we don't talk about pickleball here. That's good because I refuse to. We are a tennis only touch. podcast. Oh, I just started tennis lessons. Oh my God, where? The Beverly Hills Tennis, tennis Club. Yeah. yeah, over on La Siena. I used to take tennis lessons no there as well. No did, did it work? Or? Oh yeah, I'm the biggest tennis influencer in the world. I got a ball machine. Oh my god! So you can like play solo? Is that oh, what ball yeah. machine is? Okay, yeah. Okay. Come over. See, I live in the burbs. We have free tennis courts <laughs> everywhere. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, because I'm I'm in level one though, so I feel like I need to work my way up a, a bit. Before I'm I like play level with one and a half. Let's be real. <laughs> Don't. I just happen to have one of my closest friends in the world is like a four time Grand Slam, <gasps> Wimbledon Olympian. Sorry, Renee. I always get it wrong. She's a big deal. Do you get like free lessons from her? No, we've played. I've gotten some free lessons from Auntie Nene's. We also just go to like tennis things together. That's so, it's such a good way to meet people. It's a great way to meet people. Yeah, I love it. Pickleball is so annoying. <laughs> I'm like, nobody wants to fucking hear this shit. I think it's going to die at some point. That's my theory. Is Lucia, It's going strong it, right now. I know. Hot. It's going hot. And the gays love it. I'll tell you oh, that yeah. much. I live right. I live right next to like Plumber, Plumber. Park. Yeah, you already knew. Well, I used to do tennis lessons there too. Okay. I used to play in the morning. Yeah. I need to get back into it actually. It's real fun. It's really, really fun. Wait, how did you meet your wife? Oh God, everybody's heard this story. Oh, I'm I'll make sorry. it short. No, 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 no. It's okay. <laughs> I used to host the Santa Monica Twilight concert series, which was on the pier. Okay. Where like the Ferris wheel is. Not Twilight like Edward Cullen, like Twilight, like what's Edward Cullen? <laughs> what's that? Twilight, like Bella and Edward, like the vampires. Oh, never seen it. Oh, as really? you can see, no, because I was like doing drugs. Oh my god, at that time and like having a fucking good time. That's I wasn't watching Twilight. I've never. Here's I'm gonna blow your mind right now. I've never seen Twilight. <gasps> I've never seen Harry Potter. Whoa, never read it. I've never, I mean, we could really go down. I've never, well, this again might not be your, like I've never seen Gilmore Girls. Never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, I do love Buffy. I know, I really like missed, I went to boarding school, then I went to New York, then I went to San Francisco and I was like, I had a band at the time, so I'd be like gigging. I had a million jobs. I was in college. I was partying. No, that's like probably 
better than what I was doing. I was like, Harry Potter is my personality. I'm a Gryffindor, you know? I don't know anything. Gryffindor son, Hufflepuff rising. You know, that was like my- Hufflepuff? (laughs) That's a thing? Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. This ear is just devoted to Harry Potter, unfortunately. I have like the stars and then the um, scar. So I really went through it. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Those are all Harry Potter tattoos? Yeah, I went through it like 20 years old. I was just like, this is sick. I'll never regret this. (laughs) I mean, I have a lizard on my vagina (gasps) that I got when I was 15. In Northampton, Massachusetts. Was that legal at the time for you to be 15 getting a... Of course not. I had a fake ID. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Also, it's crazy because it's tribal. Whoa. So it's like a tribal 90. It's insane. Anyway, long story long, I met my wife. Oh, so yeah, sorry. I, with actually, talk about pickleball, my friend Natalie, who runs Les Pickle, which is like a <gasps> lesbian pickleball thing here in West Hollywood, they were together. And that's where I met Rachel. And actually, do you want to hear some witchy shit? Always. Are you like into that or not? I mean, I have Harry Potter on my Oh, yeah, ears. vibe slut. <laughs> Hufflepuff. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Hufflepuff. Hufflebuff? Puff. Puff. Yeah. What's that? It's one of the Harry Potter houses. Edward Cullen was What a crazy it. thing to name to- something. I know. Hufflepuff? She really like made me regret everything well yeah because she's a fucking a trans tra- like a tra- yeah crazy trans real um real wow nightmare. yeah Huffle. i'm like deep millennial like is that millennial how old are you i'm 30 no that's gen z <laughs> i'm not you're gen not z. yeah you are babe i think you are <laughs> my little sister is 21 and she is gen z and i've never what do you even talk to her about <laughs> nothing i just say bet and cap and hope it makes sense in the context mm-hmm. of the conversation <laughs> that's such a bummer it's a real bummer oh that's a big age difference yeah i really want her to think i'm cool same parents yes yeah i'm yeah. older she's youngest yeah you have somebody in between we have two in between oh uh, yeah oldest of four i'm the youngest of four no way yeah i'm the coolest one so you yeah you got all the you got your parents when they were their most fun probably no my parents were completely checked out and they <laughs> were like you, she can feed herself well i feel like that is like you, no rules basically zero rules yeah completely raised myself yeah I obviously have anxious attachment and like issues, but whatever. Oh, same girl. <laughs> Rather here nor there. Um, okay, want to hear this witchy thing? Yes. I've been dying to talk about it. Let's hear it. Okay. So I had a dream about two people last week. One was he wasn't really my boss. Actually, I think he did become my boss. I worked in MySpace. Oh. It's a huge part of my personality, unfortunately, but um, I love it and I don't care. So Ben Meadows Ingram, who's amazing, he actually ghost wrote the Jeezy uh, autobiography recently. He's an incredible hip hop writer. I was always convinced that he hated me. He was a quiet guy. He lived in New York. I don't actually think he hated me, which was what was going on in my dream. I I was at some event and Ben was there and we were having this lovely conversation and like very cathartic. I'm a very I'm a cancer. I'm like very emotional, whatever. Next morning I wake up, look on Instagram, it's his birthday. <gasps> I don't know if it's that witchy, but I was like, <gasps> I oh my like God, Ben, happy birthday. Want, then it gets even witchier. So when I met my wife, yes, I, well, I didn't meet her that night. My, when my wife saw me on stage, I was in the process of kind of ending this relationship with the last man I ever dated, mm. who I really loved 
And I was just fucking chaotic when I moved to LA. I had no money. Like I had, like I had a job, I got laid off. Like it was just wild chaos. This is like what, 12, 13 years ago. Things were just different. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just were in LA. It was just a different thing. And I really deeply, deeply cared for this guy. But I also was like figuring out my queerness as well. Mm. I had like fallen in love with a woman. I had like been very sexually attracted to women. I had slept with plenty of women, but I never yeah. really thought I could like be with a woman in a relationship. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's for no other reason than I just hadn't really tried. But also, I don't know. I just kind of was like, well, of course I'll end up with a guy because I like live in this fucking like heteronormative, patriarchal, totally. misogyny world. And like, isn't that the only option? Right. But I really cared about him and he's a really good guy. And I was sort of like, can I like fuck other chicks and we can still be together? He was living in San Francisco. I was here. And he's like, yeah, no. <laughs> and then I met a girl online. There used to be this lesbian or queer female focused dating app called Datch or something. Hmm. And I met this chick and we hooked up and she had flown down to Los Angeles to see me. So I had oh. a lot of shit going yeah. on. But my end with... Seth was like the most civil adult because like, you know, when you're in your early 20s or whenever teens, even I think in your 30s, you can date people, especially men, and they ghost you. Oh, yeah. Or they like, you know, don't tell you quite the truth. They lead you on. It's just yeah, like a like lot fade of fade out. They, yeah. Yeah. It's sketchy. Just, it's sketchy. And it also feels like shit mm -hmm. because I don't necessarily think that that well, again, I think it takes time and to go through things like that to then have more kind of reciprocated respect and like whatever. But it was the most respectful ending to a relationship I had ever had in my Whoa. life. And having a piece of shit mom, it was very reparative for me. Okay, so whatever. We break up. I meet Rachel. Rachel and I have been together forever. No, we're married, whatever. I like caught up with him a little bit here and there. He moved back home to Ohio. He met this woman who I think was like, had worked in a nightclub or something. She had a couple of kids. They had a kid, mm. but I was like happy for him. And yeah. then he like disappeared from the internet in 2016. So I'm driving my car. This is like the day after me seeing Ben, whatever his birthday. I'm in my car and I'm like, God, I wonder how Seth is doing. Like I'm so, he was so, wonderful like and also i really re the way we met like we saw each other from across the room in vegas mm. like it was so innocent he was so respectful like i said it was very reparative yeah how he treated me especially because i've like had been through like some fucked up sexual assault like it was just lovely how he treated me okay really really driving that home so <laughs> i was thinking about him i was like god i really i wonder how he is i hope he's okay da -da 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 -da. yeah whatever Two days later, why the fuck after seven and a half years did I get a text message from him? Do you die? Oh. That's witchy shit. Whoa. <gasps> what are you putting into the universe? I know. Will you think about me I'm, winning no, I, the, the lottery? lottery. Yeah. I need yeah. to win. Do you know, I know three people that have won <gasps> the lottery. I know. It's almost too, it's worse yeah. because it's. If you don't play, you can't win. I'm like, oh, I should, you know what I mean? It's like so stupid. But isn't that fucking weird? That's what it, 
No, yes, he was just like, hey, is this still Liz? And I was like, yeah, of course. I was like, oh, my God, how are you? And of course, I'm like, are you married still? And he was like, or no, he asked me if I was still married. And I was like, that means that you're not. (gasps) No. But like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, And I told my wife, I was like, oh, my God, Seth texted me. But I just said to him, I was like, I just wanted to thank you for how you treated me. And he's like, you deserved it. It was just like a lovely, friendly that's so Thanks. great. Is that fucking weird? That is but cool. So cool. And it's it is so strange. Like the people, they always, whatever the wicked quote is. Um, but like the fact that like people come into Wicked? Yes. Like the musical? Yeah. Oh, brother. I'm telling you, I'm full in the millennial. You are Gen Z. No. Yeah. Well, like the the quote that's like people come into your life for a reason, even if it's not who you like. And that's a wicked quote? I don't know. It's maybe in the song uh, for good. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm they come into your kid. reason, not just a season? Is yes. that what it is? Exactly. Period. <laughs> <laughs> is that from Wicked? The vibes. Um, the sentiment. Oh, my God. Do you want to know how old I am? Sure. I'll fucking tell you. I got to see the dry run <gasps> of Wicked in no. San Francisco before they went to New York. With like the OG cast. Adina Menzel. Oh yeah, Kristen Chenoweth. Then I saw it three more times because I went to college in New York in 2003. And I got, and I used to, you could get like these really cheap tickets in New York and I saw it three other times. I know, Avenue Q. What a time. Wow. Yeah, now it's like $2,000 to go to the theater. Yeah, and it's like the Michael Jackson story. I actually (laughs) looked it up because I was like, Rachel, you should go to the theater. And she's like, in LA. I'm like, (laughs) no, why not? You know what I mean? Like, let's give it a whirl. And I like looked and it's like the MJ, the Michael Jackson story. I'm like, are we even like, can we go to that? Like, who is, who's playing? Like, "Hmm?" Further details needed. Yeah, it was weird. No, but I am curious about, because I have a lot of people message me and I went through this, like about dating women when you'd only dated men, basically. Mm. And like the fear of getting, like my biggest fear was like, what if I don't live up to their like expectations of like what they have of other women? You're, you know, just like yeah. I was afraid I was going to be a bad date, basically, because I feel like men like to me were easier to impress or correct. Yeah. Shower. So I was worried about all the etiquette. Like I was just worried there were things I didn't know. And how did it go? It went okay like it never really it was just a few dates never anything that like really I never ended up in a relationship with a woman basically um do you consider yourself not straight or queer or yeah I think like pan is what I consider myself but or what is what's what does pan mean I feel like there is bi erasure and I don't like it bi or pan is what I consider myself I've spent a decade holding firm in the bi-ness which yeah. like the last man. Oh, no, actually. And then, you know, another crazy story. Oh, no. I went to the Emmys. <gasps> and I was walking on the Casual red brag. carpet. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's, who, it's who I am. And I somebody grabbed my arm when I was walking the red carpet. And it was the last guy I ever had sex with. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, he's nice. He's like, Whatever. Yeah. Was but, that witchy too? Was it like you put into the- No, I like run him? into him and I'm always like, hi. God damn it. <laughs> hi, nice <laughs> to see you. He's like a nerd. But a very handsome guy. And he like just had a baby, like whatever. I also very much was like, I'm taking you home and having sex with you tonight. I think to like prove something to myself. Mm. And I was very wasted. So I'm sure it wasn't my best performance. Um, Interesting. Yeah. No, I just mean 
I'm very attracted to men and women, and yeah. really to anyone, which I guess would be considered pan. But I stay firm in the bi-ness because by erasure, it's just like we've skipped it over. That's true. It's real and it's out there. And maybe I'll maybe you'll change my whole identity in this moment. I'm like, I'm having second thoughts. <laughs> like, or Hufflepuff. Is that oh, yeah, what I'm you I die with? I'm by Hufflepuff. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I did not realize, this is how, I did not realize that was a real thing in Harry Potter. Yes. They're like houses. I don't know. How many houses are there? Four. <laughs> in sp- and each of those little kids runs a house? No. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> They're like houses. <laughs> no? They're or like, they're in the same house. They're like in a house. Like you get sorted by this like magical hat to be in I'm a out. specific house. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of red flags. Mm-hmm. The more I talk mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, brother. Oh, what are we doing? Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. May- a Hufflepuff buy. Maybe yeah, that's what will come buy. out. Um, yeah. I'm going to have an Instagram announcement probably tomorrow. You'll see it. Oh, my God. I can't wait. <laughs> This is what I'm here for. I've discovered myself. I am a Hufflepuff bi. <laughs> Do you, um, does your partner ever like feel nervous that you're going to share anything that he doesn't want you to share? Or? I don't think so. We're both pretty open and yeah, we, he's also in this space too. So he's like, he's a sex influencer. <laughs> well, he's like an actor getting into podcasting. Oh like, God, not another one. <laughs> not another not another I one. I do swear I found the like one normal actor to go on a date with in LA because I had also had, besides the guy serenading me with his music, I've had a guy like perform a monologue to me. No. I had a guy tell me that he write, wrote an original song about portrait, no, lady of a portrait, wait, portrait of a lady on fire. Yeah, that movie. And he performed that for me and then started crying during That movie it. is great. I mean, that movie is stunning. If you want to talk about Espion. It, it is a cinema gorgeous movie. I felt in a real tearjerker feelings in that one. Yeah, well, yeah, but like all lesbian relationships, I'm, tearjerker. I know, like let them just end up together. Like let no oh, one die. God, I yeah. was so sad that one. That, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, was, I wouldn't want him to sing it to me. No, it, it was because you don't really know what to do with your face when someone's performing at you. Oh, trust me. I'm <laughs> yeah. acutely aware. Yeah. So interesting. OK, so this your now partner is the most um, normal, normal of the actors, of the actors <laughs> yes. that you can have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's great. So, yeah, we're planning a wedding. If you have any advice. Um. So much advice. I'll tell you right now. Do it. Don't have a big wedding. Invite 75 people. Be cutthroat. <gasps> That is what I want more than anything. You should. It was the best thing I've ever done. Where'd you guys get married? We got married at my aunt and uncle's house, which (gasps) was where my cousin got married and my parents. And I didn't have a sit down dinner. I had a long oyster raw bar and I had passed out heavy past appetizers. I asked my ex-boyfriend, who's like a popular DJ to DJ, which AKA because I'm type A means I made a wonderful playlist. No bridesmaids. I don't know. It was The cops came twice. It was great. And guess what? I did not spend. I mean, we were very fortunate. Like one people were like, what can we do? I'm like, would you mind buying my bouquet of flowers? Or like, would you do? I mean, nobody did because that's fine. (laughs) But we just didn't spend that much money. That's really cool. I think my main thing I'm running into is like 
my mom wants to invite everyone she's ever known in her entire it's not life. Her wedding. It well, are they paying for it? They're helping, yeah. So it's like, yeah, man. my mom wasn't. So I yeah. was like, get fucked. Yeah, you're like, well, mm-hmm. no, it is. She, but she like wants to invite her boss, and I'm like, no. I don't know your boss. That's a hard no. Yeah, it's it's just a hard. Where are you getting married? We're getting. So I met Jesse on Hinge, uh, my fiance in LA, and. It was this weird connection that like I grew up on the summers at my grandparents' house on this random lake in Indiana called Lake Wawasee. And it turns out his grandparents also lived on the lake and he would go there in the summers. Weird. Yeah. And so we would like our lake houses were literally like directly across from each other on the lake, like looked at each other. Oh, my God. It could have been. So we're getting married on that lake. Perfect. Yeah. And so it will be like really beautiful. And I'm really excited. But one, expensive. Two, already way too many people coming. Three, he's also convinced every person that he's ever met needs to be in his bridal party. And I'm like, just because you cried once with a man doesn't mean that's they so need, crazy. I was so I mean, people were quite upset about. But I just was like, you guys were paying for this. I have to be cutthroat. I have four siblings. No. Yeah. I, and then we made really hard where we were like, if we haven't seen this person in five years, here's the problem with me. I fucking know everybody like. It's either got to be cutthroat mm. or it's like we're looking at like a couple hundred people. Yeah. And I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. How many people are you at? 200? We're at 200. That makes me want to kill myself. Yeah. I'm like not looking forward to And like it's so nice. 75 people is nice because it's like you get to spend time with the people you really want to spend time with. And I still didn't. Really? You're like in a you're like adrenaline. You're like tired as fuck. <laughs> I'm like afraid to drink on the day of my wedding because I'm afraid I'm going to like. I didn't. I don't like to drink alcohol during the day. Period. Okay. Yeah. So I did not. And my wife doesn't really drink. I had, I think, three tequila on the rocks. Yeah, I think the entire night. That's I think I'm going to start at like seven or something. That's what I have like two glasses of wine because I already like am so I feel like the adrenaline is going to be just like running through me and I'm going to forget like blackout basically on the day. I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah, I did not black out. I do not recommend to anyone listening to drink alcohol during the day of your wedding. But that's my own person. Like, do you? Yeah, I've just noticed for me as a person, not good. Yeah, I just really want to remember everything. I remembered everything. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And it was great. It was fun. How long ago was it? Right before COVID, 2019, October. Were you like, kind of like, thank God we got this done beforehand? Thank God. Thank God. Because I'm I'm like my metabolism is trash. My mental health went in the dumpster. I, too, like lost my mind. Yeah, I'm just glad. I mean, the pandemic really derailed like a lot of per- like I thought we'd kind of had like a plan where I was like, OK, let's like really spend the next year, year and a half traveling. Then like, let's try to have a kid and yeah. it just pushed everything back. So now I'm only just starting to try to have a kid. And I'm like, fuck. This sucks. Yeah, I was listening to your episode on it. And I'm like, I so I am my biggest like fear in life is having a child. Like the physical act of it is like my biggest fear in life. Terrible. Yeah. I just just, screaming, screaming, already have hemorrhoids. Like don't want to. Why do you have hemorrhoids? I just like push a lot when I poop, I think. Fair enough. Same. Yeah. You got to be careful. Girl, you you got you're a sweetie little baby angel. You got to be careful over there. You're doing all types of shit. Yeah, there's at some point all of my you holes and that were banana, messed up. You and that banana. <laughs> I know. Gotta avoid getting a banana. And what What is your holes. like dream scenario with Vibe Slut? 
my dream scenario that is like such a good question um i want to i don't know i this is going to sound like insane and like very self-serving <laughs> towards me but i want to just like give be in a place where i can like give people free vibes and like free education on yeah their bodies and like basically try to make up for the lack of pleasure education in our schools i don't know do you think why? I mean, there's so many obvious reasons why even just sexual health and awareness isn't taught, which is fucking dark and yeah. scary and strange. But do you think like like do you think we'll ever get to a place where pleasure? Because I think I think that because of the society that we live in, we're talking about heterosexual sex specifically. It's just like, oh, yeah, well, it's pleasurable because, like, the guy ejaculates. That is, yeah. Right? <laughs> like, duh. And then sex is over. And then yeah. sex is done. Um, oh, my God. Wait, really quickly before I forget. Have you watched that insane show on HBO Max, that British show where people pick their partners based on their private parts? Yes. Yo, all it is is flaccid dick. It's, like, disgusting. <laughs> I literally sat there and watched it, and I was just like, oh, like, all of the women's vaginas are fine. And I'm just like, whoa, this is wild because I haven't seen a dick in the flesh in many over a decade. It's a jump scare. Like, for I sure. I was like, damn, what the fuck? Anyway, sorry. Side note. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think pleasure. I, th I almost feel like it will never be taught in schools. Totally. It, it, like it has to be peer to peer. It could, yeah, peer or to mother peer or like a workshop. Or yeah, my, parent or whatever. My goal is like parents are comfortable talking to their daughters. Like, you know, moms are comfortable Do talking talk to, to their... your mom about pleasure now. Oh, you're... yeah. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. She, you know, I'll be like, make sure that, you know, you're paying attention to the clit. And, you know, you say that to your mom. Yes. I don't know if she loves to hear it. Um, Wild. But I also told my mom, <laughs> I don't know if I can say this. I also told my mom to cheat on my dad because. <laughs> this is tight. This is really <laughs> taking a turn that I'm into. Because I really, I don't know what their relationship in the bedroom is like, but I just want her to feel really valued and I don't know, yeah. paid attention to. And I don't know well, if that's what's know. happening. Well, you never know. Maybe you're inspiring something. Are you guys open, you and your partner? Oh, in our relationship? No, yeah. we're not. Yeah. You're monogamous. Yeah, we're monogamous. Yeah. A lot of energy exchange. No Tino shade. Everybody can do whatever they want, even though I do find that sometimes people take license in the whole poly of it all. And I think it's a bunch of bullshit. It's just but so much energy. Like, I feel like I would have to have like an Excel sheet to keep track of like what I had talked to who about. I don't what you know what I mean? It's just like 100 percent. I don't know who you really should have organized. on your show who was on my show. And I was like. Oh, my God. And now I've been reading his erotica. Ooh. Boyslet. Do you know Boyslet? I don't think so. Name's Zach. He's he's crazy. But he has this amazing site or sub stack, and it's just erotica. Whoa. And I'm not usually like, oh, yeah, like, m you know, male gay gangbang. That's not like typically my vibe. Mm -hmm. But when he writes about it, I'm like, OK. Whoa. Shit. It does it for you. Yeah, because I know that it's because re it's real. It's like inspired by his true life stories. 
Yeah, or it's just recounting like what happened the night wow. before. It's crazy. He would be great for your show. Yeah. I he's can't... wonderful. And he's bisexual, which I think is like hot that he's so open and bisexual. Yeah, he's nuts. I'll do give him his. I would love. Do you read any smut? I read his. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I saw that you started a book club. Yeah, so I'm um, big into the smut space. But the issue with a lot of smut books are they are poorly written. Like they're, you know, they're not really two-dimensional, three-dimensional characters. They're sure. just like a, a lady with large boobs who wants to have sex. And I'm like... <laughs> Honestly, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but well, what's her backstory? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Maybe the smut books are for me. I'm like, I don't really give a fuck what you do for work. But like, what's the relationship with their parents like? like I'm like, I want to read it all. Okay, um, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But so I'm kind of like on this mission right now to try to find smut books with substance that are not just like, this girl gets pork. You have to look at this guy's because yeah, oh all he does. Really? Okay. Yes, it's incredible. I'm like, damn. I'm also, I mean, yeah, interesting guy. I'll... I'll introduce you to him, but he that's all he does is smut. And he has all these different you can like um, submit your story. It's really cool. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. The boy slut. That's what it's called. Vibe slut. Boy, boy slut. slut. Look there at me go. making matches in heaven. Slut meet slut. <laughs> um, last but not least, what advice? So much advice about all types of things that I see in your reels. But what like is the one piece of advice if you like met someone and they're like, what do you get asked the most? Like what kind of advice do you have to give to a lot of your fans? Yeah, I feel like weirdly a lot of the advice I get asked about is dating um, because it goes hand in hand. And I am very honest about being so anxiously attached and how that affected my dating journey, especially with like truffle butter guy or whatever like that's so wild (laughs) that we're just on that yeah sorry no it's fine it's i'm not here to shame i'm just like boy but you imagine if he must know i don't know if he does he wasn't like the brightest bulb in the bunch bulb bunch (laughs) yeah but i would say like something people ask about like how to date when you have anxiety or anxious attachment is like how to make sure you actually like the person you're dating and going on dates with, which is a huge mistake I would make where I would be so worried about them liking me back that I wouldn't pay attention to if I actually liked them. That's my entire dating <laughs> yeah, that's, experience. That's how I ended up, you know, with the man who sang to me or whatever it right. is and going on multiple dates with these people, knowing, you know, that they were going to be bits in my standup one day. <laughs> but I still wanted them to like me. Yeah. Um, and so I would say to that question that I get asked the most is like really pay attention to how you feel in your body when you're around them. Do you feel on edge? Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel turned on? Do you feel the ick? Like I love that the ick is going around on the internet now because I think it's like really revealing that sometimes people push past their gut feeling because of this anxiety they have. Instead, focus on that gut feeling. It's trying to tell you something. Yeah, that's a great one. I think that's why when I met Rachel, I wasn't scared or anxious. And I was always so consumed with anxiety and fear when I would go out with these other people. Yeah. Which is wild. Do you think that she just put you at ease? Yeah, I just like, 
I mean, I definitely had like butterflies, but I just like was so like she always called when she said she was going to call. She always like did what she said she was going to do. Like she was just a very kind, lovely. I don't know. We just kind of like met. I mean, it sounds corny, but we were just like we kind of met and that was like it. That's awesome. It sounds like she was very secure and yes, like sticking to what she said and then when you liked her so much, you didn't have to worry about, do I like her because I'm anxious and she's avoided and I'm not getting what I want from her. So it's like triggering me in a way. Yeah. Like her more. It's like you actually just knew because you were at ease around her. Yeah. Because the last woman I had dated before her for a long time, when I was like not really talking to now Seth, who is definitely not going to listen to this, but do you imagine if he like was lying and like he did nothing but listen to my shows for the last like seven years? Tuning in. Taking notes die. for something. <laughs> I would die. Could you imagine? <laughs> um, I dated this woman who was such a piece of shit and like made me feel so like she was so awful to me. And the chase was just relentless with her. Mm. And I it was addictive. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I have the same. I'm totally anxiously attached. And so that was definitely a big learning like lesson where I was like, dude, this is like silly stuff. I can't be fucking like running after someone that's like clearly dating other people and lying and just it was just bullshit. Well, and then when you get them, you're like, what the fuck? I don't actually like this person. You know, it's no. She was rude to a waiter in front of (gasps) me. And I was like, nah, bitch, that ain't it. Horrible. You know what I mean? And then this one guy that was moving in her her furniture or whatever. And I was like, "Ah, kick rocks. That's I went on a date once with a guy who literally like snapped at a waiter to get his attention. Nope. I was like, OK, you're going to be the end of that for me. <laughs> Just leaving this right now. <laughs> yeah, that's like completely. Wild. Oh, to yeah, do that. It, I mean, it shows someone's character like right away. Yeah, that's crazy. Is there anything you haven't done with Vibe Slut that you want to do? I would love to eventually like take the well, because now we have a podcast. We'd call it rat girls um but we talk about sex dating and all that stuff and i would hope to one day take it to like some kind of tv show just to reach as many people with the message as possible but i also yeah i don't know i sorry i'm in my so in my head right now i was well because i was thinking about how we were just talking about anxious attachments and literally my sister just broke up with her boyfriend yesterday and what happened was she was anxiously attached to him and then he finally wanted her back and now she broke up with him. So my, my, I love brain, that for her. my brain is on that currently. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. I apologize. It's okay. My, Wait, why did you call rat girls rat girls? Well, the one, because we are little rat girls. We like are my friend who I do it with. We're really just embracing like being our true selves like rats do and, oh. you know, running around like nibbling on things like... Cool. Be a little dirty and greasy like rats are. Because I feel like neither of us are very put together and we're just like accepting of that. Like there's no clean girl aesthetic here. It's just like we are what we are, you know, and we're going to talk about what we want to talk about. And it's not all going to be perfect, obviously, as I I ADHD comes in. And the other reason was like we couldn't call it Vibe Slut because sponsors didn't want to work with us if we called it Vibe Slut. Very smart. Yeah. Because, you know, I had a little podcast called Scissoring Isn't a Thing. 10 out of 10. Don't recommend calling anything on the Internet scissoring. 
They love to, they love Shadow to suppress. Band. Yeah. They love to suppress. Yeah. They really, really did. Well, I like that you're thinking with that entrepreneurial <laughs> yeah, my spirit. business hat went on. <laughs> just, yes, just the bananas and the whole, just pivot, girl. Yeah, pivot. pivot. We're like, I'll dance for you, whatever, wherever you want me to pivot, I'll turn, I'll do whatever you need. Like, oh my God, I'm dead. Um, <laughs> who's a dream guest for Rat Girls? Um, a dream. Well, I, this is a bad one because she's kind of on her, deathbed um she's older but dr ruth oh i'm like <laughs> yeah oh dr ruth would be great is I she know. on her deathbed she's just like very old she i follow her on twitter and she just got a surgery so um, i'm like i'm like got it and she's like sorry i haven't been tweeting i've been like laying from my like down a lot for my surgery mm. so i'm like i don't know if, like how realistic it is that we get her on rat girls yeah maybe yeah. not maybe the time has passed <laughs> yeah i think maybe she's skipping podcasts <laughs> yeah i like that though well maybe you're the next doctor oh, but thank you <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> my delusion is gonna say yes what? <laughs> say thank you know you. what you little huffle puffle <laughs> Huffle Puffle Slut Bye Girl. I love it. <laughs> Huffle Puffle Slut Bye Girl. Well, it's been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. I'm so glad I got to meet you in real life. Like I said, I'm sorry to disappoint, but no. You know. Oh my God. Stop. <laughs> I didn't. What are the other names of the house? I must know. Gryffindor. I've heard that one. Ravenclaw. Haven't heard that one. Slytherin. Slytherin heard that. Yeah, that's a big. Tom Felton, if you're looking like, into who the most like unemployed man in Hollywood is. It's Tom Felton. And Who's that? He was a main character in Harry Potter. He played Draco Malfoy and he's basically just posting every single day about how he played Draco Malfoy and it's like 15 years later. And what does he look like? Is he the redheaded kid? He was the really blonde kid. Didn't tell ya. Okay, great. <laughs> He's anyway, one of the little kids. Yeah, he he grew up. Who's the he, little orange? Who's the little redhead kid? Um, Rupert Grant. He was like my first crush. One of my first crushes. And which house is he in? Gryffindor. It's, that one's for bravery. So they're all in Gryffindor except for the one blonde guy who's yeah, in Slytherin, Slytherin, which is like the bad house, basically. And what about the Hufflepuff? They're kind of like known for their charisma and being charming, but so none of those kids are in. That yeah, house. they were in the house of bravery. <laughs> sounds pretty lame yeah I like don't recommend <laughs> my niece and nephew are so into it like if you were Harry Potter I'm like no I was doing drugs when yeah. I was your age and going to raves and fucking buying Lucy cigarettes at the corner store you fucking dweebs you could offer to get them cigarettes no <laughs> alright <laughs>